If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Washington, D.C. Special thanks to our friends over at PGC Basketball. Lead them up, Team Snap, and Shot Tracker for all their support of the hustle today. Players, we're going to be talking about practicing to win. Not just practicing to check off the box that I practiced today, that I got my reps in, but truly practicing to win. And developing an intensity in practice and viewing practice as the pre-qualifier, almost the the approval process to get you on the court like almost as if practice is the test that has to be passed in order to play on the court right putting some parameters putting some checks and balances to make sure that you are you are practicing at a significant level that is preparing you to win yeah you know as a college coach, and so for those of you that are listening, you might not know that, but I'm a Division two college coach and um, head coach, and, I, and one of my favorite... Two-time national champion. Three-time, but anyway, oh. who's counting? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, three-time. But um, How'd I miss that? Yeah, well, we just won one this year, but that, anyway. Oh, that's true. That's true. You were two. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. The uh, but, but, but I would say this. If how, I, how could I miss you? You have your rings on. I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, just because it's day, it's a day to shine them. That's a, I just shine oh, them every God. Monday. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. But um, if I could, if I could evaluate players, I would choose one hundred percent of the time to evaluate them in practice over a game. Mm. I think you find out what players are made of. You get a real look at a player. Everybody, when the lights come on, wants to play a little bit harder and wants to do that, but that's fading. You, you, you don't. Your habits aren't all of a sudden. You don't rise to the level of what's coming. What's coming? You know. You don't go out there and all of a sudden it's game day, and you step it up and you do this. That doesn't. You know. The Navy SEAL quote we shared many times is. You know. Um, you remember how it goes? It's a. Uh, you don't. You don't rise to the level you're training. You sink straight. to your deepest habits. You sink to your deepest habits. So your most deeply held habits come out on test day, but those are built in practice, and I'd love to see what habits players are building practice individually or with teams or does it matter uh if if, number one absolutely with a team because i want to know i want to know who they are i want to know how they show up as a teammate i want to know how they approach the little things i want to know how coachable they are i want to know what kind of intensity they bring to a drill they think doesn't matter like i you're going to find out in those moments what players really made of are you intrigued often about what players are what their individual workouts what their individual gym time looks like uh man, if I like could to be, see what they're is, doing. Like right now, we're in the summer, right? Yeah. So you aren't with your players. They're home, right? They're they're wherever, right? Yeah. How curious are you to to be like a fly on the wall in one of your players' like gym sessions? Yeah, I mean, I'd absolutely <laughs> would love to see it. I mean, I I kind of know how the story plays out after watching players forever, and a lot of times it's inefficient work to be honest with you um not really having game plans just going in and doing whatever ha- you know might happen and we i've experienced that later in life like when i have a workout plan 
and I execute the plan, I'm much better. When I go in there just just to work out, it usually doesn't go great. Yeah. You know, and so I think a lot of times I see that in players is intentions are good. They want to go in the gym and get better, but they don't have a plan. Do you help them with that plan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've we've evolved in how we help them with that plan over time, but we for sure help them with that plan. Mm. You see, players, mastery is achieved by practice, right? Enough practice, you will begin to master your craft, but practice is enhanced with intensity. So, yes, you can become a master in your skill set by practicing, but everything gets enhanced through intensity. So you've got to add layers of intensity to your practices. And and that's what one thing we ho- hope to communicate through this episode today is identify ways to add intensity and and enhance the things you're doing in practice. And you've got to build a ramp to that. I think sometimes players run the risk and they do this often as a detriment to them is they they hear something, they feel inspired, they go in and they go all out, right? And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to like push myself to another level, and they almost burn themselves out, right? And and not only that, they they put so much intensity because they're trying to like raise the game and go all in that they get away from the basics. Mm-hmm. So like in an attempt to be more intense, they lose the fundamentals, right? They don't do things cleanly. It's almost like a weightlifter where, you know, a weightlifter, he's like, I want – yeah, I was challenged over the weekend to really try to push it in the gym. They go and they put all this weight on the rack, right? Now all of a sudden they're trying to do the weight, but they're doing it with the wrong form, yeah. right? Like, and, and they're almost hurting themselves rather than helping themselves well, compared I, to like having slowly built that intensity. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I tend to think the problem more often is the lack of intensity. And so if you give me a player that brings everything they got but doesn't know what they're doing, and you give me a player that knows what they're doing and doesn't do what, do what they can, I'll take the player that brings everything they've got to the workout every time, and I'll help them get better. But what's the ideal situation? The ideal situation is a player that knows how to get better, does it properly, and brings great intensity to their workout. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, it, would I rather have a player in the gym for three hours shooting or would I rather have a player in the gym for 30 minutes effectively working on their game with great intensity? I would definitely choose the 30 minutes you know, over the three hours because three hours of just wasted shots doesn't make you better, where 30 minutes of game shots would make you better. So I would take the player with great intensity that knows and has a rhyme or reason to their workout. But if I had to choose between the player that went in there and worked hard you know, for two hours but was inefficient in their workout, Right versus the player that goes in there and for four hours and and, and it doesn't do it. I choose the player with intensity every time. Players, I love this mindset and I encourage you to adopt it. This was uh, I read about it from a former NBA player, but he viewed practice as the test, and in his mindset, he needed to pass the test in order to perform it on game day. So if there were different things that he was trying to accomplish, he wanted to pass it in practice before he gave himself permission to do it in games. And he would work and work and work until he got to a point where he felt like he mastered a skill set. And, and once he mastered that and he felt like he passed the test in practice, he was ready to unleash it. Now, obviously, there may be moments in games where you're going to pull that out even if you haven't fully mastered it, but it's more about a mindset. Yeah. Um, a mindset of I want to take this particular part of my game and I want to work on it so much and get it to a point where I feel so confident in it that once I step on the court I'm ready to roll. Yeah, it's I, been qualified. 
players make this mistake all the time. They experiment in in games, right? And practice is bike riding time. Practice is where you figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at. I tell this to players all the time. But when we get into games, every player's job is to do what they do well. If every player is doing what they do well and not trying to get outside themselves, we can be a pretty good team. But most of the time, players don't they can't separate those two things. It's like the progression tree that Kyrie Irving talks about. He doesn't use that term progression tree, but in essence, that's what it is. And he talks a lot about with his ball handling. I've listened to a handful of podcasts on that. You know, people are always asking him, "How did you become this greatest ball handler?" And he talks about this progression. Right? He'll master the the basic. In the moment he has that mastered, and he's essentially passed that test of being able to dribble efficiently for five minutes with the left hand without any type of fumbles, you know, like that type of mastery, right? All right, I've got that. Boom. And then he does it again with the right, and he's got that. And the moment he passes that test, he progresses. So he adds another wrinkle on it, okay? Like dribble five minutes with my left, cross over to my right, you know, and then bring it back. And he builds on that. And then once he masters that and passes that test, then he, he adds another element to it. And then once he passes that, and he, and he keeps building this tree of progression. But it doesn't he, – he won't allow him to get to the next level of intensity or the next level of progression until he's passed that previous task. And he builds on that. So he's building from the bottom up, building the foundation, and he's getting to a point where he wants to have the foundation mastered before he even applies it into a game. yeah, And that's for him how he's trying to build this mindset of practicing to win, that I want to get the basic down and then build upon it. But I almost think we a lot of players go top down. Yeah, They start trying to do all the crazy stuff. Yeah, rather than mastering one ball, they start with dribbling two balls yeah. and you know, just little things like Cause, that. Because they want to jump into the intensity. So that's when I was talking about ramping up that intensity. right? Instead of just like jumping at it, I, I agree. Maybe I, I misphrased it, and the intensity that can be done no matter what, like the energy, the yeah. enthusiasm, giving it all you got. I guess I'm talking about the levels of your game. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I think I misspoke on that. And the starting point is is doing the little things great, and then you build on those. And I think we, as adults, we make this this bad decision all the time. I remember Andy Stanley talking about this. He's like. You know, how many of you do the mega workout? Like, you haven't worked out forever, but you decide you want to get fit, so you go to the gym for two hours, and next thing you know, you're sore for the next two weeks, and you can't do anything, <laughs> right? You're just trying to, you're trying to get healthy in one workout, and it just doesn't work that way. You, you've got to build up to it. Yeah, because you, you're not going to become a great ball handler in one workout. Right. Right, you, you've got to build to it. And players, I ask you a question. Does anyone here know how to cook a live frog? Oh, no. TJ's looking at me like, what is this about? This is. Listen, the way you cook a live frog is you do it slowly. Yeah, if you love animals, tune out for a second. You do it slowly. And what happens is if you do it slowly and you've got the live frog in the pan, slowly you increase the heat. And then what happens is the frog will become so hot. And, before the, and, and by the time they realize that they are so hot, it's too late. They're done before it registers. All right? But what, unfortunately, if you had the heat all the way up and you put the live frog in the pan, it would feel the heat and jump right out. But when you do it slowly, they just slowly get acclimated to it, and then they become entrenched in it and they can't get out. And it's the same thought process from developing those levels as a practice player, right? All of a sudden, if you go in and you try to like go all in and try to do a two-ball dribble and like you're struggling and, and you're messing up and you're not getting it, all of a sudden you may feel like, man, this is overwhelming. I can't do it. I'm going to back out of it, 
right? Compared to like slowly building that foundation and going one step at a time and just increasing the heat a little bit, increasing the heat a little bit, increasing the level a little bit. And then before you know it, four weeks goes by and you're entrenched in it. You're a ball handler, right? Like your game has changed, but it happened with slowly increasing the levels as you went up and before you know it, there you are. Yeah. For some of you, that might be a great visual. For some of you, it may be something that just you know, like not listening yeah, to this yeah, show yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I've I, never actually cooked a live frog. Uh, just, but I get what you're saying. I, I I tend to think I'd just get a really big pan they couldn't jump out of. But, no, but <laughs> put, I, put a cap on yeah, it. Yeah, put a cap on it. But I but I understand what you're saying. I think that uh, you know it, it's a long, slow, lonely road to success. You know, it just is in any endeavor you have in life. Like it's lonely. It's slow. It's it's mirrored with adversity. Um, but if you're willing to go through the process and not look for shortcuts, that's how you become a great player. Absolutely. Players, we appreciate you listening. We would love for you to share this with a teammate. I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Harwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out. <laughs>